This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Tuesday, March 1st. I'm Nyla Boudou. Here's what you need to know today. What's at stake for President Biden in tonight's State of the Union? Plus, more than half a million Ukrainians flee to neighboring countries. Today's one big thing, Kyiv residents face a choice, stay or go. As Russian forces continue to attack, hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians have left the country. But for those who've decided to stay, life looks very different than it did just a few days ago. One of those people is Kristina Zelenyuk. She's a Ukrainian journalist currently in Kyiv. Hi, Kristina. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Hi, nice to hear you. First of all, how are you doing? Have you been able to sleep very much the past couple of days? Not so good, but um, right now I'm sitting in the garage at my parents' house. I'm not in the bomb bomb shelter, so I'm safe, I know, but today I was staying in the queue to uh, the pharmacy to buy some medicines and hearing that people were saying that they are very scared about what what is going on right now in Kiev. Can you share a little bit, would you mind sharing why you wanted to stay? in Kyiv to stay in the capital now? You know, to, frankly speaking, I'm just uh, thinking about uh, leaving Kyiv because uh, I began to panic right now. I packed all my things already. Right now we have only one road that connects Kyiv with the other Ukrainian regions. So if they block this road, we will be in a full blockade. Have you been able to get basic necessities? You were saying that you were in a queue at a pharmacy today. Is it hard to get food or medicine right now? Yes, it's very hard. We don't uh, have any bread right now. For example, uh, they stood in the line to the pharmacy for two hours, and there are mm, no um, medicines, uh, for example, for heart. So people who have problems with heart, they don't even uh, have uh, a chance to buy um, any life-saving medicines, you know. There is a lack of it. And uh, for another two hours uh, today also, I stood in the line at the supermarket for products to buy something to eat. And there are, you know, empty shelves there. So I don't know what is waiting for us here. So as I've said, I've packed all my things and if uh, I receive the news that there is a risk and danger of full blockade of Kyiv, I I will be leaving Kyiv. That just sounds really tough. It sounds like Mm -hmm. a very tough decision to make. Because we have a house here, now our life, uh, in one day it can disappear. Please stay safe, and thank you for taking the time to speak with us in the middle of all of this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. 
Christina Zelenyuk is a Ukrainian journalist based in Kyiv. In 15 seconds, understanding exactly what's happening at Ukraine's borders as people flee the country. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boudou. We were just talking to Christina, who's trying to decide whether or not to stay in Kyiv. According to the U.N., more than 520,000 Ukrainians have already made that decision and have gone to neighboring countries since Russia's invasion. U.N. officials are also warning that up to 5 million people could flee the country. Axios' Steph Kite has been reporting on this. Steph, I'm hoping you can take us behind these numbers. How many people are estimated to be at the border's trying to cross over into another country right now? You know, we've heard a lot of reports of long lines of people trying to flee. In some cases, the lines are so long that people have decided to wait before they actually try and cross one of the borders. Um, But we're seeing numbers already growing substantially in many of these neighboring countries, including, as of the latest numbers, more than 280,000 Ukrainians who have now gone to Poland, 94,000 Ukrainians who have gone to Hungary, and even Romania with 34,000, and Moldova, which is a small country of only you know, around 3 million people, which has taken in now nearly 40,000 Ukrainians. Can you put in context for us what these numbers look like within Europe? We've heard from the UN that really this has been such a fast exodus of people from Ukraine. It's forced neighboring countries to quickly prepare to receive them. So this is something that really is unique, even as you continue to see a growing refugee population around the world. You said the numbers are rising. What does that look like? Well, as of mid-2021, there were 84 million people who had been forcibly displaced from their homes, and that's around the world. And that's according to estimates from the U.N., Steph, how are we seeing neighboring countries responding? Is everyone being let in? We really are seeing a pretty welcoming response from most of these neighboring countries to Ukraine. But of course, that hasn't always been the case, even looking back to recent refugee crises like the Syrian refugee crisis in 2015. One thing to keep in mind is that every year we've been seeing the overall number of people who have been forcibly displaced from their homes around the world grow. And the UN statistics haven't even yet taken into account the situation in Afghanistan and now the situation in Ukraine, which is just forcing so many more people to resettle in countries that they've not known or grown up in in many cases. And it's something that I've spoken to a lot of the refugee organizations about, and they are they're stretched. They're doing everything they can to care for these people, but there is a lot going on around the world and the numbers are continuing to climb. Axios' political reporter, Steph Kite. Thank you, Steph. Thanks for having me. President Biden is set to give his first State of the Union address tonight, and he heads into the evening with polling showing his approval rating, at least according to a new Washington Post-ABC News poll, at a record low of 37 percent. 
Axios' Mike Allen is with me. Mike, what are you watching for tonight? Nyla, the fact that Europe will be at war when President Biden steps into the House chamber changes everything for this speech. He has to meet the moment Ukrainians are fighting in the street for their freedom. Why it matters, the global order has been shaken like it hasn't been since the fall of the Soviet Union 30 years ago. At the same time, at home, President Biden has a frazzled, pessimistic country on his hands. He's going to try to send a back-to-normal signal. Between this address and a COVID speech we expect later in March, he'll say kids should be back in school, more federal workers should be back in the office. Why that matters, it's all part of acknowledging people are exhausted by the pandemic. He has to meet them where they are without sounding defensive. Nyla, that's a lot. And in drafts, the speech has been long. We're told it could be over an hour. Mike Allen is a co-founder of Axios and writes the Axios AM and PM newsletters. One last thing before we go today. A major new scientific report out yesterday says people the world over are already dying because of climate change. And without big transformational changes to society, much of the world will soon face irreversible damage. That means more extreme weather harming more people, and that parts of the planet could even become uninhabitable. There's still time to keep the worst from happening, according to the report, but that window is closing. So you've probably heard about alarming reports like this before. And this is a challenge for me as a journalist. We talk about this with our pod editorial team all the time. How can we do a better job helping you be informed about the latest climate information? And what do you want to hear about climate change? What questions do you have? If you could record a voice memo, including your name and location, answering those questions or what you're scared of, where you see hope, and text it to me at 202-918-4893. We'd really love to hear from you on this. And we'll put a link to the new UN report in our show notes. That's it for today. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.